Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today, Wendy and I are coming to you from Serbia, and we're here to talk about the capital of Serbia, which is Belgrade. And Wendy, you've been here now four times. Yeah, four times. Why do we keep coming back to Belgrade? I've been here three times, so one less than you, but still three times. Yeah, it is pretty unusual. There aren't that many countries that I've been to four times. Um, I tend to want to visit new places that I haven't been to, so um, this is pretty atypical. Uh, the first time was 12 years ago now, and it, I was visiting a friend, a Serbian friend of mine whose family lives here. Uh, the second time was a wedding of that Serbian friend uh, who got married to another friend of ours, an American. And then the next one was also a wedding. Uh, and it was the wedding of yet another friend who had met his bride at the first wedding. Uh, so he was an another American friend. Uh, he met a Montenegrin Uh, who was also a guest at the wedding, and then they had a long-distance relationship for, I guess, a couple of years, and then they got married. Uh, so we came back for that, and now we're here yet again uh, for just a short break, a five-day trip. Um, this one, to be honest, uh, it was mostly because there was a cheap flight available to Belgrade. <laughs> uh, we were just looking for a place where we could go for a quick kind of Um, five-day holiday. I had a, a couple of days off of work, and uh, Belgrade was an option, so we decided we would come back and see a bit more of it, because when we were here for the weddings, we didn't really have time to do much sightseeing. You know, we were hanging out with friends, which was great. It was a lot of fun, um, but yeah, even after three times in Serbia, I still felt like I hadn't really seen that much of Serbia, so we thought it would be good to come back and do kind of the more typical tourist kind of trip. Yeah, for sure, and we wanted to, originally we were thinking about traveling elsewhere in Serbia, but we just decided to stay around Belgrade. So now that we have this new perspective as well, uh, what do you think of Belgrade? Yeah, it's an interesting city. Um... I wouldn't say that it's a beautiful city, at least, you know, large parts of it are not beautiful. There's a lot of, you know, um, communist architecture that's just very practical and lots of big um, rectangular concrete buildings um, that, yeah, are really not very attractive. But uh, it does have its charms. Uh, there's one street in particular called Skardalia, um, which is a very traditional street with cobblestones paving the, the ground and lots of old traditional buildings, which are mostly now restaurants and bars or kafanas is the, the Serbian name for these kind of uh, pub or, you know, restaurant slash bar places uh, where you can go to get a drink at night. Um, and that's a really beautiful area and a fun place to, to hang out. And I think the locals are very proud of that street and that area as well. I remember when we were here for weddings, they would take us there and mm. and, and speak about it in, in a way that showed that they were proud of it. And I think because Belgrade is not really a huge foreign tourist city yet, mm. um, 
that area, even, you know, it's quite, locals go there as well. It hasn't just been given over to, mm-hmm. to foreign tourism. So I think, you know, the people who live here are, are happy to be able to go there and enjoy the atmosphere there as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, yeah, it's, it is quite interesting to see the different contrasts architecturally in the, in the city. We saw a Turkish mosque uh, the other day, but there's really almost nothing left from the Turkish, or from the Ottoman period. And we were told that the city has been destroyed about 40 times throughout mm-hmm. the course of its history, which is, which is quite extraordinary. Um, but because of that, there aren't a huge number of, of old historical buildings there. And it's quite interesting that even that mosque, which is, I think, about 250 years old, is the oldest religious building in the, in the city. There's no, there aren't any churches that are older than that, even though the, the tradition has been that it's been a Christian area for, for many, many centuries. Yeah. And so the oldest structure that they have in the city is this fortress, mm-hmm. uh, which is really, it's really nice. It's a really nice area. I mean, there's not a huge amount of the fortress or the interior of the fortress left, but now it's kind of a park and mm-hmm. it's a public park and it's free for everybody to enter. It's open 24 hours a day. And so I think, you know, as well as the tourists who come here want to see this place, but I think the locals like to go there as well mm-hmm. to have picnics and just to walk around the park and things mm-hmm. like that. So I think that's really nice. And they're very, pr- they're very proud people in general, and they're proud of their history and, and their identity and things like that. And so I think the, the city does a, a good job of bringing that out in the local people. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And also from that fortress, from the Khaled Megdon Fortress, you have a beautiful view out over the whole city, and uh, it's right at the the confluence of the two rivers, the Danube and the Sava. So where those two rivers meet is just below the fortress. So um, yeah, that perhaps embodies this sense of pride and, you know, being able to look out over the whole thing. and and be proud of it. Yeah, that's probably another reason they like it. And because of those, because of the two rivers that are there, um, we were told by a tour guide that Belgrade is the third best situated city in the whole world mm. uh, after Istanbul, which is famously sited sort of between Europe and Asia, and also Rio de Janeiro, which uh, is really beautifully situated. Uh, with lots of mountains and and a beautiful bay and harbour area, things like that. So I'm not quite sure that Belgrade is really the number three, but certainly <laughs> maybe people from Serbia, people from Belgrade think that. And um, certainly it is a really strategic location on the Danube and, and on the Sava. And the Danube is obviously a, a very long river that goes throughout large parts of Europe, but the Sava is more of a Serbian river, if mm-hmm, you like. Mm-hmm. And they're, I think, proud of that too. And our mm-hmm. friends, um, Paul and Maria, have a baby boy and they named him Sava. Right. After the, after the well, not exactly after the river, but after the saint mm-hmm. for whom the river is named for. And mm-hmm. so that's also a big part of, of Serbian tradition and Serbian history. Yeah, yeah. And also in modern times, the Sava River still plays a very important function in the city. Um, There are these barges, uh, so they're kind of like houseboats, 
Uh, and now they've been turned into, again, bars and restaurants and places where you can go out and have fun, which is a big part of Serbian culture, too. You know, they really like music and dancing and drinking. And uh, so at least in the summertime, the, the, the boats on the Sava River is really the happening place in the city. Yeah, they definitely like drinking, for sure. Even <laughs> uh, when we were on a walking tour a couple of days ago, even at 11 o'clock in the morning, we were given shots of rakia which is the local drink that they that they like here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that's another thing that they're very proud of is the rakia because uh, a lot of times it's it's homemade. You know, people are just making it in their their bathrooms or their homes. You know, it's uh, and and some of it is produced on a more on a larger scale as well but a lot of it is just homemade stuff and so for example last night we went to a kafana uh, on Skardalia and they had a whole list of different rakias uh, because they can be made from different fruits it's basically a fruit brandy so the plum version is the most common one because there are lots of plums in Serbia Serbia but you can make that from different fruits as well. So we asked the waiter, which one do you recommend? And he said, well, you know, the plum is the most famous one. But here in this restaurant, I recommend the one from Quince because it's made by my grandfather and it's totally homemade. There are no additives. There's no added sugar or anything. It's just pure homemade rakia and you're going to love it. So there's a lot of pride in that also. Yeah, and he came back to us after to make sure that we enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, you could, you could see for sure that he was proud of it. And so, yeah, it's very, it's, they're very interesting uh, people in that way. It's very uh, nice to, to talk to people who are, who are proud of where they come from and, and who they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's it from Belgrade for now. Maybe we'll be back again another time. Yeah, well, uh, it seems to be the trend. <laughs> Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.